You need to open your mouth and say, get off my property, leave my children, leave my finances out. If you don't dictate the orders, then guess what? You're going to be ordered. Sometimes you're not just dealing with, oh, you're just down. You're dealing with the spirit that's causing you to be down, and you wondered why you couldn't rise above it. It's a trespasser. If the opposition is so great and you can't seem to get ahead of it, stop trying to get ahead of it and realize you already are. And instead, decree it. Tell it you are a trespasser. Get out of here. If you don't dictate the orders, you get you're, you end up becoming the one that gets ordered around by a spirit. And I didn't think that was the church that I preached at. When you realize that this truth is mine and it has the power to set me free if I walk in it. I'm shifting it. I'm shifting it because the enemy doesn't get to win. I want you to expect something. There's going to be a shift in your life, but you're going to have to look for it and you're going to have to act on it. Okay, you have to act on it. You have to expect it, but you have to act on it too. In the name of Jesus, receive fully from him. Establish your victory. That's the title tonight. Now, in John 8, 32, it says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And we are to stand on the word of God. And if the truth that we know makes us free, okay, then Jesus is our triumphant king, and the triumphant king is who we celebrate and who we are here for, right? Right? Amen? Okay, so if he's our triumphant king, he is victorious and he's undefeated. Jesus is victorious and he's undefeated, right? And he lives on the inside of you. If the Christ, Christ in you is victorious and undefeated, who are you? victorious and undefeated right so if christ is victorious and undefeated and i know we all agree on that then we are two he has won every battle hallelujah and he cannot be suppressed or defeated jesus cannot be suppressed jesus cannot be defeated back to my example jesus in me cannot be suppressed cannot be defeated unless i let him Jesus in you cannot be suppressed, cannot be defeated unless you let him. Right? So today, even as I laid hands on you and I said, now, what we're doing here today, I want you to go out and I want you to expect some change. I want you to see areas where you're going to walk into that house where before you felt like, oh my gosh, there, were, there are things here. And you're going to say, no. I'm going to stand, and I'm going to take authority, and I'm going to tell those demons to go. They don't have access to my home. It's my home. I'm claiming my victory. And I don't care if you have to do that over and over and over. You're going to do it. Right, Letitia? You're going to do it. You're standing. You're taking your territory. You're taking your territory. It's about the territory that God has given you, and he has given this to us about establishing victory. So, he, Jesus, every battle, he has, he cannot be suppressed, cannot be defeated, cannot lose. Cannot lose. So in 1 John 4, 17, it says that as Jesus are, so are we in this world. And when you really stop and meditate on that, that's like a, a big wow. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. Not one day when you go to heaven. Now, you need courage, you need boldness, you need wisdom, you need strength. 
You need the power to heal. You need the power to deliver. What do you need? Power. To, you, need, you need to make money, the ability to make money. What is it that you need? You need more wisdom. Tell you, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. So it's important. This is 1 John 4, 17. It's important that you meditate and say, Lord, where, where am I lacking in my life? Where is there a lack? Because really, if there's a lack, it's because there's a lack of understanding, a lack of knowing truth. Because when you know truth, it sets you free when you really know it. When you realize that this truth is mine and it has the power to set me free if I walk in it. Are we all following? Say amen. It's mine. I take it. I receive it. So our position is his position. We are not just seated in Christ. We're not seated in the heavenly places. We're not just seated with him. It's literally our position of victory and of power. Amen. So the battle that you are facing right now is no match for the unbeaten champion in you. We've already established it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, right? So the battle that you are facing right now is no match. Aaron, it's no match for the unbeaten champion in you. Christ in you, but that means you. Unbeaten. You might say, no, but there's been so many defeats in my life. What are you talking about? Unbeaten. Those defeats are only when you didn't stand for truth. Because when you stand for truth and say, no, I reject that. That's not a defeat. I'm going to flip that thing. It's actually going to work out for my deliverance. Everything that happens to you, you need to, if it's not, of, not good, it's not of God, flip it and say, this this is gonna is gonna turn. It's gonna it's gonna turn for my deliverance. In other words, God's gonna turn it for my for my benefit. Right? Everything. So then, therefore, you should realize you are a champion that is undefeated. If think about an athlete that's undefeated, they know it. Right? They know it. As a matter of fact, their confidence could be so much that it can even be misunderstood as arrogance. Right? And for some, it might be arrogance. But their confidence is so, so much because they're used to winning. So they have a confidence about them. Christians, we need to have a confidence about us. <laughs> because we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. We have the victor on the inside of us. So if some of you didn't feel very victorious before tonight, my prayer is that you will before this night's over. That you're going to know it's Jesus in you. And it's mentally, you got to make that mental switch. Instead of the I can'ts, it's got to switch to an I can because Christ. Because he already has. Because he already has. Amen. So the battle that you're facing, no match for an unbeaten champion in you. Who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Come on, who is he? And his name is Jesus. His name is the Alpha and the Omega. His name is Jesus Christ Almighty. He breaks every yoke and he says, and I'm causing you to break the yokes. And the anointing that I place on your life is going to break those yokes according to the word of God in Isaiah 10, 27. So if as he is, so are we in this world, then it's right to face every battle with mountain-moving faith. Mountain-moving faith. And say, opposition, you're a trespasser. This is the reason why some people can't really walk in this. Because they think that, well, I don't know how to do it. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. God, I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some help. Stop trying. 
Stop trying. That's weak. I'm trying. I'm trying. Stop trying. If the opposition is so great and you can't seem to get ahead of it, stop trying to get ahead of it and realize you already are. And instead, decree it. Tell it you are a trespasser. Get out of here. You know, it's back to the example. It's not just fear, it's a spirit. Sometimes you're not just dealing with, oh, you're just down. You're dealing with the spirit that's causing you to be down, and you wondered why you couldn't rise above it. It's a trespasser. Trespassers don't leave just because you're trying to get them to go. Yes. You have to push them out. Yes, they're under your feet. Yes, you take authority. And yes, you realize it for what it is. And you say, no way, devil. And I don't care if I have to do this all the time, but no way, devil. You're not on my watch. You're a trespasser. Get off my property. You need to open your mouth and say, get off my property. Leave my children. Leave my finances out. If you don't dictate the orders, then guess what? You're going to be ordered. If you don't dictate the orders, you get you're, you end up becoming the one that gets ordered around by a spirit. And I didn't think that was the church that I preached at. Because you guys know better. Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. See, you may not be able to see. And that devil may not. The devil may not be able to see the Jesus in me. But his army, Christ's army, is greater than any army that ever was any army that ever was Christ in me and what he's going to do for me and already has is greater than any opposition I may have ever faced or even am currently same for you is that not true so get open your mouth and shout out praise you Jesus praise you Jesus hallelujah so Jesus came to liberate people he came to liberate, and not from a small problem, and not just temporarily liberate us. Not from a small problem, and not just from temporarily liberating us, but from the captivity of sin and of hell, right? He came to liberate us. He did not just rescue us from the lion's destruction. People go, oh, I'm so glad he rescued me from that. He didn't just rescue you from that difficult marriage or from that, or from that tormentor or from that sickness or from that hospital bed. He didn't just rescue you from that situation of abuse. He didn't just rescue you from that. That's not all he did, church. He didn't just break you up and just put you on ground level. He says you're going to have dominion over these things. He says I'm causing you to rise up above them. He says I'm causing you to be the head and not the tail. So Jesus is my triumphant king. And his victory is my victory. His victory is your victory. And his ride was to proclaim his status. You guys are going, what is she talking about? What is she talking about? His ride was to proclaim his status. When Jesus rode into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey that had never been ridden before, you guys know the story, he did it to establish his unbeaten, forever established, triumphant victory as the Messiah and King. Is that not true? He did it to establish territory. 
had never been ridden. That donkey had never been ridden, but Jesus rode in on a donkey that had not ever been ridden, and he did so to establish his territory. Some of you are in battles that you've never been in before. You are in situations that you feel are so much bigger than you. You've never been in these types of situations before. But I'll tell you right now, you are called to rise above it and establish your territory. You are called to rise up and say, no, you don't. Even as Jesus rode in on a donkey that was never used, this assignment that is so unusual and so peculiar and so difficult coming against me, uh-uh, I'm rising up and I will not allow it to come against me. When I wrote this message, I had some of you in mind. And you know who you are. Because I see people smiling at me. I know it's for everybody, but I did I did have some of your faces in mind. Because I do know some of your stories and what's going on. But Jesus fulfilled prophecy. And in, and in Zechariah 9.9, 9, it says, Behold, your king is coming. Righteousness and, righteousness and having salvation mounted on a donkey. That was prophesied, right? Many, many prophecies. So he rode on a donkey, never had been ridden before, and no matter what we're going through, no matter what, establish the truth. What is truth? God's word is truth. What is truth? It's his word. If it doesn't line up with his word, it's not truth. It's just maybe a fact, but facts change, and truth never does. Truth never does. So your ride that situation you're going through is to establish your status or in other words your victory here on earth so we should be some of the most joyous people on the face of this earth we need to be we really are called to be kingdom carriers we're called to carry the victory we're called to carry the power of god we're called to change circumstances just because of the power of god in us amen but we have to establish that in us we have to know it in us first so when you know it in yourself then you're going to be able to go and give that out right and i believe that how many of you guys seen in your own life an increase in this like your authority your understanding of truth and being able to walk in it and you're seeing situations change it's a lot of hands praise god you're seeing situations change you know i have so many so we see so many healings physical healings and deliverances here and you know and salvations as well and I, I've shared with you guys last week, we had the two. One of them was Muslim, gave their life to Jesus. Um, so it's so awesome. And it was Saturday night at the very tail end, you know, in the back there. Um, not everybody knew about it because it was service was just about over. A lot of people left, but she gave her life to Jesus. Glory to God. But, you know, I wanted to share something else. Because there, there are so many testimonies. People will come up to me and they'll say, you know, my testimony is not a physical healing. It's not a deliverance. You know, it, it's not a salvation, but it's a testimony that I want to share with you. And so many people have said, since sitting under this teaching and under this anointing, their walk with the Lord has so skyrocketed. It's they're so much. They're stronger. They're more grounded in the faith. They know who they are. They're not taking the enemy's tactics and his ways and falling for it anymore. It's a, and the and the awesome thing is is that so many of them have also said other people can tell. My husband can tell. My sister can tell. My boss. Somebody said my social worker even noticed it and said, "What are you doing differently?" Like, seriously, isn't that, that is a testimony 
<laughs> that is a testimony of the Lord's working. Amen. So don't ever take for granted. You go, oh, well, these people get healed, and that's awesome, but I don't need a healing. You need something, and God has given it to you. If you have eyes to see and ears to hear, and if your spirit is open to receiving it, because you're all growing. And I'm so grateful. It's just to me, I'm in awe. I'm in awe of it all. But we're establishing victory, and we're establishing territory. We're establishing territory. We're establishing victory. We're almost at the tail end of this year, and pretty soon we're going to be in this next new year, right? We're going to have a new year celebration here. It's going to be powerful. I encourage you all to come on New Year's Eve. We have extended time. Glory to God. We're going to ring in the new year together. Start thinking now of the things that you know you need to commit to Jesus, things that you know, hey, that territory is not yet where it needs to be. That territory with that son or that daughter is not where it needs to be. Maybe you need to pray more. Maybe you need to decree it a thing more, right? Decree the truth over that individual. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's a calling. Maybe it's a calling that you need to really move and press in. Whatever the victory is that you need to establish, God says, I'm already in it. I've, I've already given to you the keys to life and to godliness, but you got to walk in it. So even now, I want you to start thinking about this new year and some things that you want to write down because you're going to make these things priority in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. So our triumphant king who had a humble beginning, born in a manger and experienced a gruesome death, beaten and slain, he was triumphantly resurrected by divine authority. Triumphantly he was he resurrected. Nothing could stop Nothing could change, not even one aspect of Christ's victory, no matter how much he had coming against him. You guys, the life of Christ really is parallels like our life, like it's a picture. It's a picture of what he wants for us. So all the horrific things that he had to go through, not one thing was really allowed to steal the victory that God had for Jesus. Not one. Who do you think you are? If Christ in you, the hope of glory, and you carry, if you carry, as Jesus is, so are you in this world, everything you might be going through, right, not one of those things literally has legal right over you to steal from you. Not one. Not one. And when you realize that, you start to take ownership. And you start to realize, wait a minute, in an area where in my life where it is not the way God has deemed it to be, I'm establishing that territory now. First of all, getting it in my head and then acting upon it. Is this making sense? Are, is God speaking to you some specific things that need to shift? Those are the things you need to write down. Those are the things we need to write down. Because when we write something down, okay, the Bible says in Habakkuk 2, 2, you're going to write a, you're going to write the vision. You're going to write the vision. You're going to make it plain. Make it clear. Make it simple. Write the vision. Make it plain. Right? So that someone coming by can literally pick it up, read it, and run with it. Make it plain. So these things that God is speaking to you, even right now, I want you to think about those later on. Go home and write them down. Some of you are writing them down now. Great. Write them down. Because there's some territory that you need to take. There's some territory that literally was robbed from you, and it's time to take it back. Right? The enemy shouldn't be stealing territory for a child of God that knows their rights. And it could be in any area. It could be any area of your life. If it is not, it, it could just be in a lack of joy. We prayed for joy today. It could just be in an, an area like that. Why? Why? Why would, you, why would you settle? Why would you tolerate a lack of anything? 
right? Why would we, why would we tolerate that? Because we're used to it. Because we are used to certain things and we become tolerant of things that we don't give attention to because we've become so used to them. We think that it's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. So we literally, when we say, Jesus, show us the truth, areas that maybe we're blinded in. Because we all have blind spots. And areas that we don't recognize that we're living beneath God's best those areas show us because we don't want that we want to literally walk in the fullness so Jesus had a humble beginning and then a horrific death but then a glorious resurrection right um, right and the third day on that third day that third day he rose triumphantly he he rose triumphantly triumphantly and so we you may have had a humble beginning and maybe there is some horrific death all around you difficulties right and for some literally death but that third day is coming. That third day is coming for you as well. It, just as it came for Jesus, and some of you just need to look at the enemy when he tries to harass you and say, my third day is here. It is now. And I'm rising up. I'm rising up. Jesus. For as Jesus is, so are we. Say it again. As Jesus is, Tell that side of the room. Convince them. All right, you guys tell them. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. In this world. In this world. That's, that's, that's now. That's now. Right? So, what, so who is Jesus and who are we? Well, he always leads us through in triumph through Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 2.14. It says, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Always, always. He always leads us. The only times you're not walking in triumph is could be Jesus is not leading you. Could be you're leading. Right? Could be you're not the one letting him, you're not letting him lead you. You might be the one in charge. But now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. You guys, God doesn't lie. He doesn't lie. So maybe there was a decision made outside of the will of God. Maybe he's asking. You wonder why it didn't come out. You know, the outcome wasn't what you thought or expected. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Thanks be to God who always, say always. God always leads me in triumph in Christ. And the rest of that scripture is so beautiful. It says, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. And through us, he wants to release his fragrance, his aroma, his scent everywhere that we go, right? Our 1 Corinthians 15 and 57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Like, these are some of these scriptures are talking to you about the victory that we have in Christ. You know, the truth is we have to keep ourselves in our thoughts, our minds, our emotions in Christ. And it's our job to be diligent at that. It's our job. We have to be diligent at that. So thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Where does victory come? But through Jesus Christ. Philippians 4:19, and my God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Every need that you have is being supplied. Say it over yourselves right now. 
my God will supply all, all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Say it again. My God shall supply all my needs. Hallelujah. And Revelation 12, 11 says they overcame him. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. So by the blood of the lamb, you are an overcomer. And by the word of your testimony, you are overcoming. You are overcoming. So that's why the, your mouth should be open and you should be speaking those testimonies. And you know what? If you have to do it by yourself until you get used, used to it, that's fine. Do it on your own. Do it by yourself. But when you start doing that, you're going to start seeing that you're going to start sharing those testimonies with people because now you're used to yourself hearing yourself say it. Say those testimonies every day, the blessings of God that overwhelm you. What are the blessings of God? They should be overwhelming you. When you think about the goodness of the Lord, it should be overwhelming in your spirit, man. You realize, my gosh, Lord, you're so good. You overwhelm me with goodness. You overwhelm. And all you have to do is sit in his presence and you know, right? You could, it could be chaos and all around you. You just sit in his presence for two, two minutes, four minutes, five minutes, whatever it might be. Right? And you feel the overwhelming presence of God. Do you not know that that's how you're called to live? With that kind of confidence, that kind of assurance, that kind of simplicity of mind, but yet very targeted and very pointed at every victory is yours. So, so yeah, every. So you're an overcomer. You're an overcomer. That's why when I see that smile on your face right there, I know there's a shift that's happening because it's like you're, real, you're realizing, no, I get to be the happiest person. I shouldn't have a somber, long, heavy, you know. No, I'm shifting it. I'm shifting it. I'm shifting it because the enemy doesn't get to win, right? Just a couple more scriptures. Galatians 4, 7 says, Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. We are no longer slaves. We're a son. And if a son, you are heirs of God through Christ. You are heirs of God. So every inheritance that he has is yours, right? The abundance. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Well, it's yours, right? Right? He gives you the ability to make wealth. Yes, he does. That's what his word says. The wealth of the, of the wicked belongs to the righteous, right? Right? And that's just a few on, on prosperity and, and finances. But in reality, it's not just about finances. It's about wealth. And wealth is far, far more than just money. Wealth is everything. It's having the right state of mind. Wealth is walking in total healing. Wealth is walking in restored relationships. Now, I know we all have areas that need to be improved, right? But that's why you claim these scriptures and say, no, no, no. We're not stopping at one area and go, well, I have this. No, there's areas God wants to still work. So we're going to claim the whole package. The wealth of the wicked belongs to the righteous. Everything that God has for us. We are blessed by God. And the last scripture is Romans 8, 37. 837, and it says, and yet in all of these things, all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 
We are more than conquerors. You are more than a conqueror. I want you to say that over your spirit, man, right now. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ because he loves me. I am more than a conqueror. I can do that task he's asking me to do because I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Because he loves me. Because he loves you. And because you're called for the, this purpose. Thank you.